Welcome to the Beyond the Sermon podcast. Over the next 20 minutes, our goal is to dig deeper into the themes and topics of the most recent Sunday teaching. We'll look to tackle some of the challenging kinds of questions that you may be thinking as you heard the message but didn't get the opportunity to ask the teacher at the time. This podcast works in conjunction with our weekly Beyond the Sermon devotional. If you don't receive those already, you can sign up using the link in our podcast show notes. So whatever you're doing right now, at the gym, driving, folding laundry, whatever it might be, we invite you to listen in as together we go Beyond the Sermon. Well, hey, everyone. My name is Will Heron. I'm the Director of Discipleship at the Ridge. I'm also your host for Beyond the Sermon. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, on this podcast, I have lead pastor, Mike Van Rees. Mike, welcome. Yeah, thank you, Will. Good to have you. So, uh, Mike, we are now really in the throes of winter. I, I think the last time we chatted, we talked about weather, but some of these temperatures are kind of uh, crazy and ridiculous. Um, yeah, how do you how do you even cope? What's your how do you, you know? We talked about hot drinks and stuff like that. Is that a right that you normally take? Uh, recognize this too will pass. Oh, yes, <laughs> good Bible verse in there. <laughs> it's temporary. <laughs> yes, and I'm grateful for that. Goodness sakes, I don't think I could I could live in this for any more than we have to. Um, you know what's crazy as well? I don't know if you know this. Like, So the crazy weather we had in December as well, remember? Like tornadoes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They actually classed that as a derecho. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Yes. Wow. First one I ever had experienced in my life was last summer. Right. Now there's been two. Yeah. It, is, there, is there a coalition, or correlation, I should say, between me arriving in Iowa and bringing this kind of weather? <laughs> <laughs> should I be concerned? <laughs> You're not in Ireland anymore. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, Mike, we are back in Daniel 9, and uh, we're reading from verses 20 to 27. And uh, again, in the previous two podcasts and conversations we've had together, we've been thinking about prayer. And uh, interesting that this vision that we have in these verses is within the context of prayer. You know, Daniel's in a place of prayer when this Mm -hmm. happens. And uh, one thing I wanted to, to kind of start with, and I know we've mentioned about this before, but I think it's important, you know, if we have new listeners, um, or even just how we approach these kind of prophetic, you know, symbolic um, passages, all this imagery, uh, sometimes it can be a bit of a turnoff. I mean, we just don't even know where to start. So uh, have you got any tips for us? How do you, how do you even approach a passage like this or, or say a book like Revelation or things like that? Yeah, it's a really important question, Will, and I'm glad you bring it up. Uh, to me, it reminds me a lot of times people have good intentions. I want to read all the way through the Bible, and then you hit something like Lamentations, or you hit a prophetic passage like this, and you're like, done. You know, I just can't get it, don't understand it, don't hear from God through it. What I think is important to do is make a really differentiate between there are two spiritual practices that come into play. The one is what we would refer to as just devotional reading of the Bible. The second would be study of the Bible. They're, mm. they're different, and I think they're both really valuable. So I think really the first thing, if you want to understand a passage like this, is to ask, well, what's my purpose? Why am I spending time in this passage in the Bible? For me, most of the time that I'm in the Bible, I would look at it and say, this is devotional. Mm-hmm. This is me, and I want to hear from God. I want to connect with him. I want to have a conversation with him. Reading a passage like this devotionally would be different than what I did on Sunday. Okay. If I'm reading this thing devotionally, I would probably just get a flyover view of it, 
And in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't understand the 77s. I don't understand the 62 sevens. I, mm. I don't get that. That would require some serious research on my part. I'm, de- I'm having devotion. I got a half hour with God right now. So what I would take from that is I don't get all the details, but I do see God's got this. Mm-hmm. You do see that in the passage. God is in charge. He's got a plan. And you can also see in there, without digging real deep into the details, it's good. Mm-hmm. He's got a plan. It might not be great now. I might not be experiencing wonderful things now, but I will. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. He, he's got, got something in the future that's going to be good. So that would probably be, if I'm reading it devotionally, what would enter into my mind. And then I just shift that into a conversation with God. Say, God, you know, I got things right now in my life that are difficult. Just start talking about some of those with him Mm -hmm. and then move into a time of trust saying, I'm going to put my faith in you. That would be a real powerful way, I think, to take a passage like this that can be really intimidating and connect with God devotionally. Mm. Second spiritual practice is study. And there are times it's like, you know, I, I want, there's something that's drawing me into this passage. I want to know more. I want to understand that. If that's going on in you, you just have to realize this is going to take time. This isn't a 15 minute, this isn't a 30 minute, mm-hmm. I'm just reading the surface level of the Bible. This is, I'm going to get serious. I want to really, really dig into this passage. And that, you don't pull that off in a short amount of time. For me, when I was studying this passage, that didn't even happen in a week. You know, mm-hmm. I've been, I've had this in my mind literally for months, right. um, kind of chip, 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 once in a while, just chipping away at trying to understand some of the meaning behind it. If you're going to enter into study, it takes time, research, you know, just go out there and Google the passage and you'll find all kinds of stuff out mm-hmm. on it. And I think the third thing required for the, really the practice of study would be discernment because mm-hmm. there's all kinds of interpretations. Yeah. And so to look at those with discernment to say, well, which ones are, are truth and which ones uh, does it look like there's some false teaching that's involved? When I went through doing some research on this particular passage, I think maybe two things that, that came in in terms of the discernment filter for me. And one is to be really careful about anyone who's going to turn a passage like this into predicting the end times predicting, oh, well, this is when Jesus is going to come because I'm, I'm reading it into this passage. That's not the intent of this passage, but there's a lot of research and teachings and guesses out there. So I think that's one thing just to be wary of. And if we get so focused on an exact time frame, you end up missing the best part. Mm-hmm. And in this particular passage, the best part, you end up missing out on Jesus and seeing who he was and the timing and the prophecy and how that all came together. So that can happen getting too focused on the end times. I think the other probably rule of thumb I'd have in in discerning through some of the research is to ask the question, is this fear-based or is this hope-based? And if it's fear-based, I'm a little wary of it um, because that doesn't feel like God. It doesn't feel like his spirit trying to create this deep fear in me of what's going to happen, what's going to happen now, when's the shoe going to drop? Mm. It doesn't feel like that. But a lot of the, the things you encounter when you, you look at different studies will, will maybe go in that direction. For me, I think if it's really spirit-inspired, 
it's going to be filled with, there's hope that would come. And my general takeaway is, I've got hope. God's, God's got this. He's in charge. He's in control. I see him in this. So is it fear-based? Is it hope-based? That's just another filter that helps me discern, um, is this of God or is this not? Yeah, that's really, really helpful. I think approaching, uh, yeah, Scripture in those two ways is really helpful. Um, you know, especially in terms of when you think about the time constraints sometimes that you do have. You know, if you're doing it in the morning, you do have that 30 minutes. Um, but also, we're saying that both are equally valuable yeah. as well. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say as well that, um, Mike, I remember uh, going to New York City for the first time. And I uh, was with a friend of mine, uh, but uh, he also had a friend who actually lived in the city. And I can't tell you the difference that it made to have somebody who lived in the city, who could drive us around and kind of knew, oh, yeah, you, know, you probably didn't want to go there, but yeah, you, could, yeah. you, know, you know, was able to steer us around. And um, I feel in a lot of ways, like we, we need that with the Bible, you know, when we're, mm-hmm. we're, when we're trying to learn and understand it. And so... There are these things called commentaries that they're almost like biblical tour guides, you know, and a lot of stuff online as well. And I appreciate you saying about discernment, because even with the world of commentaries, uh, you know, you can find things that maybe go on or off a bit and yep. kind of strange tangents. But I I find those so helpful. Um, if you're looking for a recommendation, uh, there's one I use um, called the New Testament for everyone, if I'm in the New Testament. And um, by Anti Wright, and I know I've shared that yeah, a couple of solid. times with you, mm-hmm. and uh, also with some leaders at the ch- in the church as well in their groups when they're looking to study a particular book. And it just has a, the passage itself mm-hmm. and a devotional and explanation, but really clear, really practical. But I, I, I just think we need that support sometimes. Doesn't substitute from just opening the Word and inviting the Holy Spirit to speak to us, but also um, having that support. You know, what is the church traditionally held? on this um, particular passage. Yeah, so. well, well said. N.T. Wright, certainly I'd recommend him too. Yeah. Good stuff. He's a good, he's a good tour guide, <laughs> biblical a, tour guide. <laughs> yeah, he can show us around the city. It's good. Um, you know, and as we're thinking about these prophecies and, you know, prophecy isn't only about kind of, you know, foretelling for through symbolic imagery uh, what is ahead. Uh, but, Mike, it, it also reminds us of God having that kind of foreknowledge and understanding of what is ahead, because ultimately mm-hmm. he's speaking through these prophets. And uh, how does that change just day-to-day life for you? You know, uh, we don't know what's coming in the next five minutes, so there's a lot of unknowns, obviously, in the future for us. Uh, we're limited in that regard. Um, but how does that change for you in your day-to-day and looking to the yeah. future? Have you ever played the game Would You Rather? Uh just with my kids, actually. I didn't okay. think, I, yeah, I okay. play with my kids. So you yeah. know what it is. You know yeah, what I'm so, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So I was um, involved in playing the game Would You Rather with kids uh, not too long ago, and it made me think. So the Would You Rather would be, there's a question like, would you rather go on vacation to a mountain or would you rather go to an ocean? Right. Would you rather have pizza? Would you rather have a hamburger? Mm-hmm. And you just make the decision on that one. Here's the question. The question was, would you rather know the future or would you rather read people's mind? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> my, my answer on that well was neither right i wouldn't want to do either of those things because yes. you know when you think that through it's like i really i don't do i want to know what's going on in, in people's minds no i don't mm. <laughs> i really don't right. i prefer not um it would probably be really discouraging uh, to know what's going on in there um and do i want to know the future 
No, mm. I, I don't want to know the future. When, when you think that through, you know, one of the, one of the times in life that people say is one of the most joyful times in life is the birth of a child. Mm. Great. I have wonderful memories of that. Um, that is a joyful time, but it would be a much less joyful time if I knew everything that was going to come along with this child. Right. I don't want to know all the future events that are going to come because then I'm not going to be able to enjoy that moment. I'm going to be thinking, mm. oh boy, you know, I'm going to be up all night. Mm. I'm going to be in the ER when, when right. they're three years old. And then all of a sudden when they get older, all these challenges that are going to happen when they right. get into school and adolescence. I don't want to know all that. Right. And I think God protects us from some of that. Yeah, that's good. He knows the future. He knows that that's not necessarily good for us. So for me, when I see something like this, a passage like this, it clearly points to how God does know the future. Mm. And what that allows me to do, I'd say it allows me to do a couple of things, but probably the most important thing is it allows me to enjoy the moment. Mm. I can enjoy the moment. I don't have to know what's going to come ahead. I don't have to know what the future is going to bring. I trust. He's got it. Right. He, he's got that. Um so Ecclesiastes 3 talks about there's a time for everything. Mm. You know, there's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot. He's, he's enjoy the season that you're in. Mm. Enjoy the season that you're in. Our Heavenly Father, he's got the future. Mm. I often think about that, Mike. Um, you know, in terms of wishing away time, I remember when Bridget and I, uh, my wife and I, we did long distance for about four and some years And uh, we were really mindful of that because it could have been easy for us to wish away those years. We saw each other like once a year, you know, and we were just waiting for that time when we were both graduated college. I was going to move to the States. We're going to get married. And uh, that was a real almost kind of phrase for us at that time. Don't wish away time like the Lord has intention in this time. And uh, interesting, Mike, I just want to I just want to highlight this point because you know, you, you talked about approaching these passages and people trying to say, well, when's the end of the world? You know, when's Jesus coming back yeah. and things? There are certain things that the Lord has intentionally made it so that we don't know. Yeah. And we just have to be careful, I think, that we just don't r- try and run after those things as if he's, tra- he's made a mistake somehow. You know, there's mystery with God. Um, as my friend who Aaron, who visited recently, uh, was sharing, you know, there's, there's mystery with God. And some of that mystery, well, all the mystery is intentional, you know, (laughs) in regards to what we're talking about, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have to just be willing to, you put our hand in his, and it reminds me of the old Gaither hymn, you know, because he lives, I can face tomorrow because, you know, because he lives, all fear is gone because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. And I didn't know you were old enough to know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm an old soul, Mike. I'm an old soul. Um, You know, but I I just feel there's that putting your hand in the hand of God. That's been a real big thing for me, Mike. I, you know, um, I think talking about parenting, one of my greatest fears in parenting was um, the unknowns, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of them. You know, when are we going to end up sitting in the ER or... Is there going to be some health-wise or those challenges and the unknowns? And ultimately, I had to come to a place of, rather than being crippled by fear, of coming to a place and thinking, if this happens, like the Lord is with us, and he's strong enough to carry us through it, you know, whatever it might be, knowing that he goes before us, and it's not a surprise to him. 
And it doesn't mean that there's not difficult questions in that and it's not challenging and um, heartbreaking, whatever it might be, but just the reassurance of him being there and strong enough to carry us, you know, was such a huge thing looking to the unknowns of the, yeah. of the future. Yeah, and I think fear, when you when you sense that in yourself, and especially if it's fear about something that may happen in the future, the, the place I would go then is, well, faith. Mm. Faith is really the, the answer to that fear to recognize, like you said, no, God isn't going to give us a play-by-play of everything that is ahead of us. He's like, well, trust me. You know, have faith. So a lot mm. of times the fear is, is a place and an invitation, I think, to bring those fears to God and then let that be filled with faith that even though I don't have it all figured out and don't know when everything's going to happen or how it's going to play out, I have faith in God that he does, that ultimately he's good. Mm. I think that's a great place to land, Mike, in our conversation. And thank you again for uh, you know your study and your devotional reading of the Bible. I know it all plays in to these sermons, and so we just really appreciate that. Uh, and thank you for listening today. Just want, like to highlight an upcoming learning opportunity on Monday, February 7th from 7 p.m. Uh, we're going to be doing a live podcast with our Ridgeview financial teacher, Travis Shelton. We're going to be discussing God's desire for work. You know, is work just a means to an end, or does God have a greater intention for our work? So we'd love for you to join us for that. Go to Ridge University page on our website for more info on it and uh, lots of other upcoming learning opportunities. So thanks again for joining. We'll hope you'll join us next time on Beyond the Sermon. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week. I want to mention one last thing before we go. Our heart at the Ridge is to help people grow in their relationship with God. There are so many ways to get connected into what can be life-changing environments for you and your family. The best way to keep in touch with all that is happening is through our website, ridgelife.org, but also through our weekly e-news. You can sign up to receive this directly to your inbox using the link in our podcast show notes. Finally, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please feel free to share with friends or family. We hope to catch you next time on Beyond the Sermon.